0: Um, in our first reading today from uh, wisdom, we have and this is an amazing, amazing prophecy. I mean, were you listening to this? This is an incredible prophecy of the passion of Christ and of the mindset of the Pharisees um, and the people who were responsible for Christ's death. As like an, a side note, um, in our, our separated brothers and sisters, uh, and the different Protestant groups, they uh, most most Protestant groups do not recognize the inspired status of this book, of the Book of Wisdom, and it's kind of, well, I mean, is that awful strange that you have a prophecy who's probably just as powerful and as poignant as Isaiah 53 or Psalm, uh, I think it's 20 or what have you, you know, these really incredible Old Testament prophecies about the sufferings of Jesus Christ, and yet this is not an inspired book, They're just food for thought. Um... But we have here the mindset of those who, who killed Christ. Notice a few things. This is interesting. He goes, first of all, isn't it ironic that the, the people who are envying the just man accuse him, or at least imply, that he's arrogant? I mean, isn't that funny? So like, oh, he professes to have knowledge of God and styles himself a child of the Lord. Oh, look at him. Who does he think he is? Right? He's prideful. So I mean, it's it's very ironic that the people who really have the pride in their souls are accusing the just one as being prideful. Um, his his life is not like others. Uh, to see him is to merely see him is a hardship. He's the censor of our thoughts. Isn't that isn't that interesting? He reproaches us for transgressions of the law. So, you know, we need to maybe examine ourselves and, and say, you know, is there is there anybody that's like that in our life? <laughs> let's let uh, be aware of that, because this is the same mindset, you know, that the Pharisees had. His ways are different than our ways. You know, how do we relate to people whose ways are different from ours? What's interesting here, beyond all of these little points that I'm making, is I think... Um, the main, the main, one of the main things that the Pharisees did when, when they crucified Christ is they said, look, if you're the son of God, come down from the cross. And, you know, if you're the son of God, isn't God going to help you, right? If you really are who you say you are, just the very fact that we can kill you and make you suffer and bring all this kind of misfortune into your life uh, proves that you're not who you say you are, that God's not really with you, because if God was with you, he'd, Magically come down and save you and make everything okay, uh, and that's what the Pharisees said with Christ hanging on the cross, um, and that's what they're prophesied here as as, as saying. Um, you know something interesting again, uh, another another religion outside of ours, uh, the Islamic religion. That's precisely the reasoning of the Muslims why Muslims do not believe that Jesus Christ was um, was killed on the cross. They don't believe that. They deny, actually, that Christ uh, was killed on the cross. They believe that God came and kind of like swooped him up and saved him, um, and he ascended into heaven without having to suffer on the cross. And uh, that's the kind of the mindset in Islamic religion is that, you know, if you're a true prophet, God is going to give you great victory. He's going to give you the power to defeat your enemies, and he's not going to let misfortune come into your life. Of course, that that is kind of how Muhammad lived his life. He was very successful. Muhammad didn't really suffer anything like Christ. He didn't look like an apparent loser or failure like Jesus. He looked like a pretty tough guy, a pretty successful guy. He basically, by the time he died, he had conquered all of Arabia um, for his for his new religion. Uh, and so, within the Muslim mindset, you have this idea that the true prophet of God, the true man of God, the true person of God, is not allowed by God to, to suffer and to be persecuted and to, and to see hardship. Uh, how different is that, though, from Christianity? How, how different is that from Christianity? I think we're all tempted to that kind of mindset, though. You know, this is the traditional thing. I've probably preached about this a dozen times, to stop me if, you, if you're sick of hearing it, but... Um, you know, you have this this problem that's perennial. You know, why is God allowing these sufferings? I'm, I thought I'm a good person. I thought, how can He allow this to happen? And uh, you know, can you imagine if that was Jesus' mindset, right? That, <laughs> right. That wasn't, of course, Jesus' mindset. He understood that his suffering was meaningful, and it was so meaningful, it was it was ordered towards the redemption of the entire human race. Um, and so uh, God does allow suffering in our life, and uh, he, he doesn't allow us to bypass the cross and go directly to the crown. He wants us to have the crown, but he asks us first to go through the cross. And so as it was for Jesus, so it is with all of us. And we should never think that any kind of misfortune or hardship in our life is automatically a sign that God is displeased with us, or that uh, we're not doing His will. In fact, sometimes the opposite is the case. The closer you get to God, the more hardship uh, He allows into your life, actually, so that it can be an opportunity for growth. Um, one of the saints, I can't remember who it was, said, you know, God, if you treat your friends like this, I, I can't imagine what you do with, with your enemies. And, uh, you know, there's another saying, I think it's from St. Louis de Montfort, is that um, uh, God has a cross for each of us. It's custom-made. So no two persons crosses are the same. He's, he's measured it out. You know, Jesus himself is a carpenter, so he knows how to measure out crosses. He knows how to weigh them. He knows, okay, this person can't really handle too rough of a cross, so I'm gonna kinda sand it down a little bit, smooth it out. Uh, this person can handle a little rougher cross, so I'm not gonna, you know, put it on the, on the sanding belt. And uh, so he knows just what we need. Each one of us, we have a, we have custom-made crosses, and that's the that's the path of the Christian. And we're only following in the path of Jesus Himself uh, when we embrace the cross and when we look at our sufferings as uh, meaningful and as uh, something that has great precedence in the life of Christ Himself. So this Lent, let's uh, take up our crosses and follow Him.